This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. And get Crystal Palace the lead. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Hambling. As always, with me today, I have many, many friends, some old and some new. But first, as always, I will go through the contact details. If you want to give us a call on Skype, just add homesdale.net. If you want to email, email us during the show, and we will get to all the emails if possible, it's radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a call using one of those telephone things. It's 0208 123 1646. You can text us a short message on 81696. Start that message with TXT Space Eagles. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And we also have that Just Giving page where we're raising money for Ben to fling himself across Southurst on the zip wire. Uh, and that is justgiving.com forward slash homesdale. Okay. Ooh, that was a, was a hard, hard effort to get through all of that. Now, I just wanted to... Um, quick mention of those listeners who did the uh, London Marathon at the weekend. Uh, comes to mind uh, Lee and Aston. Well done both of you. I'm sure there are more of you and, and obviously well done to you guys as well. I'll have a shout out for someone about that later on as well. And uh, okay, so let's meet the people uh, who are with us today on the show. Well first I'm going to go to to Ben. And hi Ben. Hello. Now uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously I saw you, uh, saw you at the, the whole meet eventually. And um, you're starting to get yeah. a little reputation for being late to everything. Have you noticed that at all? <laughs> well, yeah, apparently so. I'm, I think I'm quite an early person generally. But yeah, lots mm. of things to do on Saturday and I did only get there I mean, about quarter past two. It's just you were late for the meeting for the show yesterday as well, for where we were going to plan this sort of stuff, you know, which is we're now obviously not, <laughs> this is unplanned. So now we're sounding like but a Chris, pair of idiots. And, just specify, what, yeah. time, what time was online tonight, Chris? Um, well, I, I don't remember those. Just details, details. I'm anyway, thanks for speaking to us. Hey, thanks for speaking <laughs> to me, Ben. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll catch up with you in a bit. Um, I mean, who to go to next? I think I better risk it and go to Aaron. Now, Aaron's been a little excitable today. 
Um, so let's see what kind of greeting he's going to have for us. Aaron? Hello, Christopher. Huh? How are you doing? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. Um, so what's made Sorry, you so excitable? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. It, it must be the sun. The sun or maybe some, some E numbers in any ice cream you've been eating. Okay, yeah, thank you, mate. That's um, It's good to, good to hear from you. Glad, glad you're in such high spirits. Um, yeah. A little surprise addition to the to the show today was uh, was the return of Albert. Hello, Albert. All right. Yeah, all right. You sounded a little robot esque there, but I think we think we got you clear enough. Now you wanted to desperately you wanted to talk about this thread about the gay kiss, didn't you? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I no. Say desperately. Oh, you seem keen earlier. Okay, mate. Well, you know, did you have... Uh, no, that was, that you know, was, obviously that was for a kiss, not to talk about the thread. Right, I've misunderstood. I've misread the signals. That does happen. Okay, mate, we'll talk after. Oh, that's, uh, that's lovely. That's out now. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. And, um, right, okay, making his, his <laughs> debut today is, uh, is Matt Packham. Hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. All right, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks very much. Yeah. A little bit nervous for the show, or are you uh, not really, not really that bothered? Nah, no nerves, mate. No nerves. I see. It's steely professional, that shoe. Now, I think you wanted to give a quick shout out to someone. Oh yeah, uh, just a great uh, shout out for my uncle who ran the marathon yesterday. Uncle Steve, if you're listening, well done yesterday, running the marathon in five and a half hours, and that was his uh, dream in life. So well done. Okay, that's that's great well stuff. I'd say well done as well, but I'd also say if if you're listening. Surely you would be listening. Seems weird that you wouldn't. <laughs> and, um, okay, we've also got Mark, Pride of South London, as you know him. Uh, and uh, as, as I always say, you know him from the White Horse Bar as well. How are you, Mark? Evening, Chris. Evening, lads. I'm good. Excellent stuff. So, um, you been up to anything exciting this week? Uh, I've been drowning my sorrows. Enough <laughs> said. You have been a little angry since Gunthorpe, haven't you? A bit yeah, sweat. not quite as angry as Mr. Vaughan, but pretty angry. <laughs> I going to say... As that. I already have one arm in a bandage as it is, I didn't think I'd go <laughs> for the other arm. But, uh, yeah, so I've been rather um, down about it all, but uh, hopefully we can write things on the show today. Yeah, we can get that out of our system now. I, just, I don't know if Mikey's available. He did say he was in the chat, but I don't think he is, so... Shit <laughs> on it! He's <laughs> available as an offensive recorded jingle. That's that's great. Thanks, Mikey. Very very helpful. Okay, listen, we got a really really packed show today, so we really couldn't waste any time up front. So that's why we didn't waste any time just then talking about nothing. Right. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> just a quick note as well. Um, the podcast that usually follows the show immediately. It's going to be a bit of a delay on it uh, for the foreseeable future. Probably about uh, half past eight on a on a, uh, a Tuesday as well. That. And, uh, okay, right, well, the first thing we're going to look at is the review of the Leicester City game. Seems um, a while ago now. Um, most of us weren't there, but, of course, we always have one person who manages to get to a game, and that person was, was Matt Packham. We're going to go to the uh, montage of the key moments, and when we get back, we'll be asking questions of Matt. Welcome to the Walker Stadium, Leicester City, still one of a host of sides who could make the playoffs. Crystal Palace still struggling down at the wrong end of the table. They've picked up just six points from 20 away games. 
Well, in this, in this concerning moment and uh, the season, you know, points that matter, it doesn't matter if you're in a promotion race or a relegation, as we are, you know, points matter. But it was pleasing yeah. the way we played. Yeah. I felt, you know, two good teams, I thought, I thought two good teams playing a good football, you know, a good uh, pace in a team, and, you know, it was, it was a good spectacle of football. Dance. Scannell. Brilliant strike. Sean Scannell puts Crystal Palace in front from absolutely nothing. Well, he was allowed to pick the ball up in midfield. Leicester sat off him, almost inviting the shot, and Scannell didn't disappoint. I think he's, uh, next two games, come up against the same stuff up in Doncaster, it's been crucial to our uh, season, and then finishing on. Uh, it's better to see him on the winter. I feel that we've got enough in our locker and enough equipped in the squad to, to get the vital points that we need against the two teams. Vassell. He's done well to Rice Vassell to get to the byline. Oakley! Well struck by Matt Oakley. Wasn't too far away from finding the target. I felt that, uh, you know, against Leicester, guys, I had to come here, you know, I, I sat back in uh, like Burnley get the phone out on Saturday, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not really wanting that to happen to me, so I felt the best way to defend an attack, and I, I had to face, so I changed it around to give it that pace. It's two fantastic young players, Sean Stern and Wolf and Saha, you know, probably outside South London, not really heard of, but I knew that they could change the thinking of this, but I tried that, I tried that, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't so it's not looking next to those routes in this game. Beetle. Going here again to Matt Oakley. Finds the net this time. Great strike by Matt Oakley. Had one that whistled wide just a few moments ago. Finds the net beyond Julian Speroni on that occasion. It wasn't a gamble from what well, I'm from because we love for Sancho Scarrow, as you see the night, you know, they, they are facing other players, they're capable of other players now. Of course, Ambrose and Vaughan and Stefan Edison, you know, and Kenny have left out our top players as well. But I felt tonight, I knew that each of the given over the top, and I thought that was the best way to defend him, you know, so, but that's the best way to defend him, the two young guys, up the wings, running over the top to try to Palace just outside the bottom three, promises to be a nervy end to the season, good save by Chris Wheel, Oakley, Me. that's a good cross by Ben Me. right across by Darius Vassell, and somehow Yakubu couldn't apply the finish, it was Ben Mee's ball that picked out Darius Vassell, guided back across the box. Yeah, I didn't see it, I've got to see the FA, I've got to see why, because I don't even why it's saying, I don't know if it's a tackle or something saying, so I'm going to go see and see what it says and what we're going to do from there. I, I wasn't actually walking to say, oh, because it's tricky and early, it's just happening now, I thought I was looking at the wrong one, so I'll see what it says and what we're going to do from there. That's Wilfred Zaha, who's just left his leg in after the challenge on Patrick Van Anholt, right in front of the Leicester City bench over on the far side. The assistant referee just having to get involved as well. But he's been sent off Wilfred Zaha. There's the challenge by Van Anholt. And Zaha had a little bit of afters. Van Anholt was on the ground and you can see there. Just dragged his leg across his head. There goes the whistle. Crystal Palace have held on for a point with ten men. It's finished Leicester 1, Crystal Palace 1. Yeah. 
We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email. Radio at homestale.net. Okay, welcome back. And you didn't hear me welcome us back a little bit too early, just off air there. Um, okay, brilliant. We're going to talk, talk, go straight into talking about Leicester. Uh, otherwise, we're in danger of overrunning already. Um, so, Matt, you were at that Leicester game. And, yes, um, I was indeed, Matt. Obviously, 1-1 one, one was the end result. But, uh, I mean, the first thing, really, I want to know, were, what, who were the notable performers on the or Palace side? Uh, the notable performance, I'd say Scannell had a great game. Um, I mean, when we all got up there and looked at the team sheet, we were thinking, oh my God, what is Friedman doing? Yeah. Now, um, you know, Scannell had a great game. I thought Gardner at the back was as solid as he could really be. Um, KG had a great game. He was just box to box the whole game. Um, but I thought everyone played well, if I'm honest. It was a really good performance. Okay, so good, good overall team display. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, I think the point you made about the uh, the team being announced there was a thread on Holmesdale pretty much straight away, with uh, with a lot of people saying, you know, we've we've set up just to to write this game off and concentrate on Scunthorpe's, which is which is funny how that panned out. Um, okay, yeah. but yeah, I say you obviously judged it a bit early, but perhaps the right decision from Dougie there. And on that on that note, really, is, is Aaron's question about tactics. Yeah, well, from seeing the team, as Chris just said, so we're mainly focusing on the Scunthorpe game, Matt, but how, how did the tactics pan out for the game? Now, the tactics for the Leicester game, I thought, was probably really good. Now, obviously, like I said, no one was happy when they saw the list, but to be honest with you, every, every player out there was actually fighting for their place. It seemed totally different. I mean, I'm not saying Everson doesn't but it's kind of like he knows that he's in the team there he's got he's saluted his place now when we had Kenyago up there with Scannell on the we kind of played a 4-3-3 with Scannell on the right and Zaha was um, down the left and I mean they kept swapping Scannell was on the left Zaha on the right um, it just seemed like everyone was fighting for their place type thing it was just good it was really good from Friedman I think okay that's great obviously Dougie made some substitutions during the game Matt Garvin came off for Augustine in the 64th and brought on Vaughan for Scandal in the 69th. And then Everson made a cameo appearance for the last 10 in place of Cunhago. Do you think these were the right changes at the right times? I mean, do you think we should have used Ambrose at all? Um, no, I would have left Ambrose on the bench, I think, for that game. I mean, Leicester did have some pace going down the wings and you never know with Ambrose at the moment. He's not, I don't think he's at his best. And he's, you know, we had Zaha with his pace down the wing and we had Scannell and I think when he took Garvin off that was exactly the right time to because he started looking tired but in the first half he really had a good half um, bringing Bourne on uh, when it was yep yeah, I'd say when Leicester got a goal I think Freeman really would have liked the three points that day and we did try we did try OK so Mark I think you had a, a question about a miss during that game I think it was well, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but um, I, I wondered how good Yak's miss was. <laughs> I saw it. I, I saw the highlights. It was it was a stonker. I just, does it rate up there in some of the all-time misses? Oh, it's definitely. It's got to be put on DVD. Definitely. Oh, it was. Um, <laughs> I don't think my seventy-six-year-old grandmother would have uh, missed that. It was that bad. It looked impossible to miss. I don't think a pony was a missed it, but there you go. 
Yeah, Matt, um, how was the atmosphere? Could you smell Sven's sexy musk? Or... (laughs) 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 The atmosphere was probably... Yeah, the atmosphere was probably one of the best away days I've had all year. Um, Now, I think Palace must have taken, I would say, 400, 500 fans up there. And from 15 minutes before kickoff until the very end, it was just rocking. It was just amazing. Um, we definitely outsung the Leicester fans. Um, it was just great. I mean, everyone just stuck together that day, and I think that's what pulled the players through. Nice. It's always the atmosphere that does that. Um, okay, then, Matt. Uh, overall, I'm not quite sure who was the man of the match for Palace, but uh, who was it in your opinion? Um, I'd definitely say Scannell. Um, he just was... Whenever he was on the ball, he looked dangerous. He was always driving towards goal. He always he came back and helped out at the back when we needed him. And then the goal, just to finish it off, it was a brilliant strike. It swerved in the air, troubled the keeper. And that was, yeah, just Scannell. Really good. OK, and obviously just last thoughts on the game. What was your overall opinion on the whole match day? Yeah, by far the best away performance we've had all year, apart from Norwich. Um Hopefully that will take us into Doncaster with a bit of, uh, you know, bit of passion for to win the game. It was, yeah, it was a very good performance all round. Hmm. Okay, excellent. Well, look, thanks, thanks for reviewing that again. I think one of the things I sort of took from that game was, I mean, you mentioned Scannell quite a lot, and and it was one of those where I think he maybe uh, reminded people about what a prospect he was before he's been. I think he struggled with uh, just niggling injuries just over and over again. But I mean, at the time. He came through. He was rated in the same bracket as uh, as Victor Moses and people like that. So um, I think that's probably a, a good a place as any to to leave the Leicester review. Um, just a quick mention of of some of the emails that we've actually got. And uh, well, the first the first one of those came directly to myself. That was from uh, Collier Row Eagle earlier on, and that's, that's <laughs> Dave. Hopefully, people know Dave. Um, now he he well. I, I managed to answer this question directly to him without realising he meant it for the show. So David already know what I think about this. But basically he said, um, I've heard some people saying if we get relegated it will cost us £4 million. If that's the case, I'm wondering why CPFC 2010 didn't dip into their own pockets to buy a couple of decent players that would have kept us in this division. And it would have been beneficial at the end of the season. So basically that's they should have offset the... Um, should have offset the, the risk of losing four million, which is basically TV revenue, uh, and risk that on some signings. Now, I mean, I haven't really prepared any of this for you guys, but really, I'll, I'll go to you first, Ben, and uh, and get. Yep. I mean, what what would your opinion be on that? Should should our owners have, have tried to push for some permanent signings, knowing that they would lose money on that? Uh, mm. You know, lose well, yeah, money there's always going to be. Don't start. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be ups and downs with that, aren't there? I mean. We could have we could have bought five or six players and then they could have been rubbish for us to be honest. But we bought the lone players and and some of them are performing and they can turn into into permanent signings at the end of the year. So you know yeah. we can't look back and say what we should have done and what we shouldn't have done. I think we've we've done what we've done and we have just got to live with it now. Um, but yeah, hopefully we will be able to tie up a couple of those at the end of the season on a permanent deal. Okay, thanks, Ben. Um, well, I'm going to sort of ask the sort of next part of that to uh, to you, Mark. I'm going to pick on you. Um, Basically, one one of the other factors was uh, obviously uh, 
when when Burley was removed from his position, uh, one of the things Steve Parrish said on Holmesdale when he when he gave some reaction to to why he did that was that he felt uh, Burley hadn't replaced Vaughan uh, when Vaughan initially went back from his first loan, um, and basically indicated that that Burley's inability to take advantage in the transfer market was one of the reasons he was let go. So, do you think perhaps knowing that it was right not to uh, not to make the permanent signings at the start when we could have done? Well, it's all a bit subjective now, isn't it, really? It's, uh, mm. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Uh, I think some of George Burley's signings were very mediocre uh, in terms of the quality of the players that he brought in, um, yeah. apart from, obviously, Vaughan. Um, and uh, that's sort of been vindicated by the fact that most of them are out on loan at lower league clubs than our own. But um, yeah. I, I, I don't think that... CPFC 2010 really needed to spend that sort of money. I think we have got a good enough squad, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we just, we just on paper. I know we don't play on paper, but you know the old cliche. But if you look at you know the players that we had on the pitch on Saturday versus yeah. those on the Stanford yeah. game, you know we. We have the best. We had the better team, but uh, yeah. obviously we didn't play like that. But uh, no, yeah. I don't think I don't think we needed to invest any more. You know, no, I think just come out of administration, and uh, you know, but we have to look after the club in in I more ways that, than one. You know, I think that's a good that's a good summary, Mark. I mean, obviously, any any sort of expenditure is a risk, and I think the other factor we'll, we'll probably move on from here. But the other factor, of course, is that um, you have to be able to the players have to want to come. I mean, you know, if you look at Let's say the, the situation Dougie came into, you know, he can convince people to come on loan because there's no risk to those players. But if you start trying to convince the sort of players that are going to improve the squad we've got, if you're trying to convince them to join the football club when it's in, you know, serious danger of relegation and at the, at the time was in the relegation spots, you're going to have a hard time doing that. Anyway, OK, that's great. I think it, is, it is hard to get people to come to a club that, well, I mean, when Burley left, we were second from bottom, weren't we? So... You know, potentially these players would, might be playing in League One next season. So, you know, even at yeah, Christmas time, exactly. they might be. And who, say, who, and who says signing players is going to keep me up anyway? You know, it's yeah, it's right. It's it's not a definite. I mean, that's, it's, no a, it's a job. Yeah, no guarantee of success, is it? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I mean the. Um, you know, yeah, the overall we do it a lot as, as supporters. I think we make. People sort of say, think like the whole defensive offensive tactics thing. It's sort of say, well, we should have put should have put two people out wide. We should have gone for that game, and as if it's a, a guarantee that it's it would have had a different result. And I think transfers are quite similar to that. But we're in danger of me going on a rant, so I'm going to move us on. Um, okay, brilliant. Thanks, guys, and thanks for that email, Dave. And uh, that was much appreciated. Um, I think next one we'll we'll do is sort of talk about Doncaster. Now Doncaster is obviously coming up on, uh, on Good Friday. Um, the, the tickets for that are going pretty well. They are the only team that we can sort of drag back into that. We're the only, uh, you know, I think Derby have got too far ahead. Coventry hit a, a run of form under our old favourite Andy Thorne. So I think this game is now what we thought Scunthorpe was, the absolute must win. That's gone. <laughs> and it's made the Doncaster game absolutely vital and given our away record, you know, we've perhaps got no right to feel confident. Um, 
I suppose uh, the, obviously the first place really to look at look at that match as a whole is to talk about what sort of form Doncaster in. So, Zabenev, have you got anything on that for us? Mm, yeah, one good thing that we can take from this is they've won two games since January the 1st. And obviously, that's a very, very good stat for us to be looking at. One against Burnley, in which it was an own goal, so maybe a little bit lucky. And then against a very, very poor Derby side. In the last 10, they've only won one game. They've, re- they've got eight out of a possible 30 points. So, really, their, their results are, are just as bad as ours in the last kind of 10 games. But anything can happen in, in the game on Friday. I mean, the way we played against Gunthorpe, you know, that kind of, you kind of makes you think anything could happen. We could lose 5-0, we could win 5-0. So, yeah. yeah, their form shows us that they're not a great side, but they could still thrash us in all seriousness. I think that's fair. Um Okay, well, um, Aaron, you were looking at the sort of uh, the, the Doncaster players that are a threat to us. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Well, there, there are a few I've, I've picked out. Uh, you got Billy Sharp is the top scorer of his season, fifteen goals. Um, however, he, he hasn't scored in the last seven league games, which with a bit of luck will be eight. <laughs> you got James uh, Hayter is the oldest forward on the club's player list. Uh, he's an reasonable goal taker this season, scored nine. Uh, an interesting fact, he was the club's transfer, re- uh, transfer record breaker mm. uh, at £200,000 until Billy Sharp signed for £1.15 million. And finally, there is uh, Jason Yule, the former Jamaican striker, is on loan from Premier League Blackpool. Uh, he has managed just uh, only one goal and three appearances. Uh, however, if he does play on Friday, his quality will be a constant threat in front of the goal. Okay, thanks very much for that, Aaron. Well, I'm going to get a quick run of uh, predictions from people. Um, I'm not going to get a prediction from Albert because he's rushed off to, to see what's going on at QPR. But we'll we'll come we'll go to him in a bit on that. And uh, but but everyone else, uh, I'll start with you, Mark. Actually, what, what's your thoughts on the score for the Doncaster game? Well, my yes, uh, it's, it's a must-win game, but I've got I, I can see it ending up nil-nil. Yeah, I think well, you know. I don't think uh, I can't. Both sides don't score a lot of goals, and I can't see a lot of goals in this game. And uh, I'd love us to sneak it one nil, obviously, but yeah, it happen. That's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, what was my what heart? Was it? My heart wants to stuff them, but obviously my head tells me that. Yeah, okay, Aaron, mate, what was your prediction for the score? Well, I reckon if we play like we did against Leicester with this kind of the same setup, I think we can win it 2-1. OK, good stuff. Uh, Matt, what was your thinking? Uh, score prediction for the Doncaster game? Uh, let's go 3-0. <laughs> <It's> two, win! Two. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, Ben, you're, you're last before me. What do you reckon? Yeah, like Aaron said, I think we've definitely got to play like we did uh, against Leicester rather than against Gunthorpe because we will lose. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0, bearing in mind that we do have to play like we did against Leicester in that away game. I um, Personally, I, uh, I sort of, I'm sort of going towards where Mark is on this, so I'm a little bit worried about the game. But at the same time, I've got this sneaky feeling we'll nick something in some of the bigger games, so I'm probably going to go with, uh, with a 1-1 and uh, for things to get markedly uh, worse before they get better, I think. All right, brilliant. Well, I'm going to, uh, I think... I think Albert is currently at Loftus Road, and uh, we're going to cross over to him. I think cross over to him now and see what's going on during the game. Uh, Albert, are you there? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's banging. Yeah, how, how are you enjoying that wonderful atmosphere there, mate? Yeah, it's all right. I've got a pie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see uh, Martin Clunes 
And, um, <laughs> oh, Clunes is there. Sweet. Clunes is all over it with his big ears. Uh, <laughs> I'm to tell him to move him out of the way, to be honest. And yeah, yeah. Pete's is he wearing Doc Martin's things, is he? Is he? I, I can't see oh sitting dear. down. I can't see. Oh, for Christ's oh, no. You try one thing, you try one joke, you turn, show, show, and that's what we get. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just yeah, don't know why I bother. Eventful. Eventful. I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, you're watching the game intently. What's, what's the score down there? Oh, it's nil-nil at the moment. Bit, bit wafty, gotta say. <laughs> a bit wafty. <laughs> Who would you say is uh, is playing the best on the pitch, the best football on the pitch? I'd say the person playing the bloody good footballs is that Tarat. He's uh, he's good with the balls. And uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> I've seen I've seen him do that. Okay, thanks for much. Savage yeah, I think it was for being a cop, but I can't be sure. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously, you're, you're there, so we've got to take your word for it. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. We'll, um, we'll check back in with you, but, you know, any time you get bored, just pop back and be, before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nearly half-time, so I'll be in the lose with I mean, obviously shoot, shooting up. When Mikey was there, the, the studio... We w- a knock. Well, there won't Sorry. be a queue anyway for the lose, will there? Because there's no one there, obviously, by the sound of it. All right. Well, we're doing something to do with some sort of radio show, wasn't it? And um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think the next thing we're going to do uh, is the home or away shirt giveaway for next season. Hopefully, most of you will be aware of this competition. Uh, just give you a few few details on it um, after I I technically open the phone lines. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say that those phone lines are open now. Uh, the number. One two three one six four six. Just give us a ring, and you can be talking to me. Can you believe that? Talking to me. You don't want to trust no. me. <laughs> it's an absolute privilege. Uh, I've got to say again, it's o two o eight one two three one six four six. Basically, we'll ask you a question. You'll have fifteen seconds to answer that question. Uh, if you, it must be my day. Oh dear Have God! It. It's again. This will be the last time oh, I, I ever ring. Can't just give no, him a shirt. We're just... Pardon? I mean, I'm... <laughs> buy <laughs> I'm a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, listen, it, I will well, buy him a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know the, you know the rules. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit loud where you are, but um, listen, you know the rules. You know where, where it's going. And, um, yeah. It can't be at long this time just make sure you, you're aware that you have to answer during you get a zap some tension yeah. music and another zap you have to answer during that period I can't take okay. an answer after uh, hopefully the question will be nice and clear someone's declaring shenanigans in the chat because you got through again but you just got fast fingers I've got fast Third fingers I've got you on automatic redial <laughs> that is cheating, technically. It's, okay, good stuff. Well, anyway, I'm going to start asking you questions very, very shortly. Okay. The question is, Andrew Johnson scored a hat-trick in Palace's 5-0 demolition of Brighton in October 2002. Can you name both of the other goal scorers? Quick, 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 quick. Quick. And then that time. 
Okay, hang on. Uh, Friedman and Pal. Oh. oh. time. You've got in something. Sorry, Friedman and Gray, sorry. <laughs> now, I'm going to go <laughs> to the <laughs> independent adjudicator. Uh, he Googled that. He, he Googled it. it well, he must have done. The, the official answer is we're both I out didn't of Google time. I didn't Google it, no. <laughs> so, you were out of time with the... Within the time, you said Friedman and Powell. So, Friedman and Powell, well, I can tell you, <laughs> as you already know, the answer was Friedman, Friedman and Gray. Gray. It's got to hurt. I mean, that, you know, every week you come and just, you know, you and they give say it your all. Time's a charm. My son's so, crying. So William's <laughs> crying now. I was going to get the shirt yeah. for him. He was going to have oh, a gown man, on the I, back. He's, he's all right. Dad is an idiot. And I've got any sad music to play. <laughs> just I mean, child I'm, I'm I mean, I say it's not my money; it's Mikey's money. I'm happy to give you a share every yeah. week, but you know, yeah. what can no, I say? Not to worry. Not to worry. You were closer than you've ever been, so you know you're really think. cutting in and out. Oh, I'm yeah, okay, mate. I'll, I'll just shut the my show, face then. That's the show's a lot better this week. At least it's all flowing and not. Um, and then, did you hear what my missus just said? I'd like hate to think what the worst show was like, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cutting you in now. Steady on, Gusset. This is. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Gusset. Yeah, yeah you. So. Yeah, you'll have to get a new um, jingle. For, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. There'll be a Mrs. Gusset jingle, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It like was um, nice to meet everybody Saturday, by the way. I thought it was a good meet. It was a show yeah, that was too often early. But it was good. Yeah, that's no, fine, mate. It's good to talk to you. And uh, to get young Will uh, an interview, unfortunately his prediction was incorrect, but we will hear that later on. So do keep tuned. He will be on the radio, as will you. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. you're used to being yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, listen, thanks very much, Val. And, um, well, who knows? Who knows what will happen in the future, but and uh, we'll speak to you soon anyway, mate. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you. next care. week. Cheers, mate. Bye. Right. Speak Bye. then, Nick. Okay, excellent stuff. Well, we're just going to take a quick musical interlude for the Arctic Monkeys. Honesdale Radio. Pax 11 likes to listen whilst not smoking. No one smokes. Break a Roll the dice Run with scissors Through a chip and fire fight Go into business with a grizzly bear But just don't sit down Cause I've moved your chair
Hi, welcome back. And uh, just one last little prompt for you before we move on to uh, to get in contact with us today. Uh, just give you the, the email address. It's radio at homesdale.net. And obviously on Twitter, you can get hold of us at twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Uh, that'll do for now. Actually, if you want to give us a ring, 0208 123 1646. Uh, the rest can wait. OK, we're going to go on and, uh, and preview the Leeds game. Now, we've got Elliot Hutchins on the line to help us do Hiya. that. Hiya. Yeah, you said hi at the same time I did. How are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good, I think. And, um, Excellent. Ben, it's nice, nice to be on the radio. Isn't it? It's almost as if it's like a real radio show as well. I mean, we're very... I know, happy. I know. No. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, it's in here drinking. I just I did want to bring up earlier. I'm currently enjoying a bottle of uh, Monasterio de Santa Cruz. It's a oh, lovely, excellent, excellent. It's lovely Spanish red. I am enjoying it with a uh, an energy drink called Relentless Libertus. Oh, Rel- oh, Relentless is one of the greatest drinks in the world. Exactly. It. It's sugar free as well, but I'm not sure you're supposed to enjoy it with Can red I wine. I just point out there are <laughs> other other energy drinks available out there. <laughs> there, there are, there are, are several other energy you. drinks supplies available. <laughs> red Bull. So you're advertising drinks for children. A show. Wait, what was that, Mark? You you sounded drunk, but I think it was just your microphone. <laughs> oh, a, are you promoting drinking to the youngsters out there? Oh, not right. Ref- no, no. <laughs> I would never do a thing like that. Okay, sorry. No, before put we go none down then. All right. Blue <laughs> none? What do you take me for? <laughs> this is going very well. <laughs> okay, mate, listen. Um, I'm going to hand over to Ben to ask you your first sensible question. Ben. Hello, uh, hello mate. How are you doing? Hiya. Right. Not too bad, thanks. Obviously, not too bad. <laughs> Obviously, Leeds are a massive club, but they've been in the lower reaches of the division until now. When are they finally thre- yeah. uh, like they're finally sorry, finally threatening to get back up into the top division? Do the fans still see them and the club as they were? Yes, they do. Uh, a lot of the fans still see, uh, even though they've uh, been down the lower reaches and they've uh, they've experienced the lower leagues and the likes of Carlisle away and and all of that. They still see themselves very much as a big club, and uh, they should should be in the Premiership. And I suppose, judging by the size of the club and the fan base they've got, and the fact that they do regularly get sort of thirty, thirty-five thousand every week, they, they, you know, they should be. But again, nobody's guaranteed anything, are they? So, uh, I mean, well, look at Sheffield United this season. Looks like they're going to go down, and they're fairly huge clubs. So, yeah, you know, it leads as leads. But uh, yeah, I think. Um, this season, I think they got a chance, but I don't think they'll quite just get there this season. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, well, they have got that big club mentality, haven't they? I know I work with a couple of Leeds yeah. fans myself. And they see it as a, a kind of an insult that they're even down there. But yeah, you're one well, yeah, exactly. They don't even know who their owners are and things. Like that. <laughs> they're just they're, they're <laughs> exactly. Quite, they're a good soap opera of a club, much like ourselves, I think. But um, okay, listen, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Aaron's question for you next. I've, I've yet again stolen his airtime, and he gets very angry with me after the show. Right. <laughs> okay, Aaron, do, do, yeah, I can only apologise. Off Thank you go. Hi, Hi. How has Leeds form been of late, and are the fans uh, optimistic about their chances of both reaching and winning the playoffs? Um, at the moment, Leeds are actually on quite uh, a bit of bad form. Um, they're not. They haven't been playing very well, and um, their mentality at the moment is very much we're going to score one more than you. Um, I've actually, I've actually, uh, <laughs> I've asked my best mate and um, my, my, my missus's stepdad 
to uh, sort of send me what they think. And uh, can I just read out what um, Aidy, who's the girlfriend's stepdad, has sent? Uh, yeah. Just just with regard to their team. He says, we're superb attacking-wise, but, but apart from Lickadge, our defence is really weak, uh, which sounds about right. Uh, he doesn't think that they'll make the playoffs now. Um, as for the most exciting player, there's Snodgrass, Gradle and Sommer. But the most consistent is Becchio, who rarely lets anyone down. Um, he thinks that they're going to lose at Celeste, and he thinks James Vaughan will rip, uh, rip their defence to pieces, which won't happen because he's just broken his hand. <laughs> but, it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah it's but fine. But it's it's, uh, it's fine. It could rip him up with one hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 but I think uh, uh, well, the lead, lead fans are, are really, really on edge at the moment because... Uh, as you say, they've got the likes of Gradle and Sommer. Sommer's a bit, a bit of a super sub, actually. You've got to watch out if he comes on against us. Um, and Snodgrass mm. and Becchio. I mean, their attacking is just unbelievable. And they've got Johnny Halson in the middle, who I've seen him play before, and he is fantastic. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll be in the Premiership by next season. And he actually um, he goes to the school where uh, Amy, my girlfriend, where her mum works, so she knows him. So it's very much a family club. Um, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and uh, but their defence is awful. They they like they can't. They just they can't do anything. The defence is probably worse than ours. They could probably benefit from Claude Davis to be fair. Mm. So yeah, I mean, you've 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 possibly gone into some of what Matt's going to ask you, but I suppose you I'm know fine. that's fine, mate. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you you go for it anyway. I think we can get some more detail from you. Yeah, hello, mate. Um, could I Hi, yeah. ask you, who do you think Palace are going to be looking out for from the Leeds team? But on that note as well, could I also target... Uh, also, I've heard about Barry Bannon on loan from Villa. Yeah. Um, um, well, I think with regards to players that Palace will target, it'll, it'll be, it should be Halson because he sits there in the middle of the field and he, he just creates so many opportunities. And... Uh, I think when I, I was there at Elland Road in December, and he just ripped us to pieces. I mean, I know we had George Burley back then, but he just, we, we had no answer for him. Yeah. And, um, and, and Barry Bannon, I think he's only been there for a few weeks, isn't he? But he's uh, he's played well, um, but there's not been there's not been much sort of reaction about him. I thought there'd be a lot more, but uh, there hasn't. So mm. uh, that's all I can say, really. <laughs> Yeah, well, say I think think Matt was was getting some negative uh, feedback about Bannon from a uh, from a couple of Leeds fans. I don't know if you want to go into any yeah. detail on that, Matt. Uh, well, I only heard because I've got a couple of Leeds mates who are season ticket holders and have been away, and they said um, that Bannon's had a really bad start for Leeds, and they said that I think he's being forced to uh, Grayson's being uh, forced to like put him in the team and start, but. They were just saying that he's had a bit of a shocking start to his Leeds career, really. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I, they, I haven't I haven't heard much sort of negative, but again, I haven't heard much positive about it. I mean, obviously, everybody's got a different opinion. Yeah. So, I, and I'm only got going on the experiences of the people that I know. So, um, okay, and, and yeah. the Yorkshire Evening Post. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's enough yeah, yeah. polarised opinion about uh, about Palace as it is. Sorry, Mark, off you go, mate. Yes. I was just going to say, Elliot, is there uh, any truth in the rumour that Becchio is injured, actually? Sorry, I sorry, I didn't hear that. Could you repeat it? Is there any is there any truth in the rumour that Becchio is actually injured? Um, I don't know. Uh, they they seem to be uh, pretty sure that he's going to play against us. That's um, the people I spoke to. So, yeah. uh, but he, the thing is, he what he, he's kind of 
sort of misses a game and plays a game and misses a game, and he sometimes he's on the bench. It's it, 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 you can't tell what Simon Grayson's going to do. And I know yeah. uh, it just they they tend to play the best players for who they who they're playing like like us. So you, you can't tell, but um, I'd imagine that Becchio will probably play against us. I can't. I don't. I haven't heard anything that he's injured. Like. I just uh, I, I read that I read that he went off after half an hour against uh, Watford with a knee injury. I thought he came on. Didn't came on. Did, he ca- did he go off and come on? I don't know. I, I'm sure I saw him. I was watching the what do you call it? Whatever that program is about the championship highlights. They have on BBC. <laughs> he, yeah, he came on, but he only yeah, sorry, he came yeah. on, but he only lasted half an hour. He went he off only again. Lasted did he? half an hour. He came on. All yeah. oh, right, interesting. Okay, mate. Well, um, no, I would love curious. to go, go into more detail, but I'm going to hand over to Albert's question because we're, we're overrunning by 10 minutes so far. We're doing well. Um, Albert, what was your question? Yeah, I just wanted to go back to Barry Bannon briefly. Um, I've heard him described as the Scottish Paul Scholes, um, which is weird, actually, because, you know, Paul Scholes is actually ginger, angry and, you know, violent. But Barry Bannon <laughs> is so I'm wondering where they've got that from. Yeah, uh, weird, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that in mind. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him play for Villa, and I think he's been brilliant. But he's just been <laughs> rubbish since he came to lose, by the sound of it. <laughs> all, all things considered, how do you think the game will go on Monday? I I think I think it depends on how we do against Doncaster, because if we beat Doncaster and then Scunthorpe, Preston, and Sheffield United all lose, I think it'll give us a bit of a cushion. But I, I, I think Leeds, Leeds will need need to win every match now from from now to the end of the season. I think they'll be pushing, mm. uh, and I think I reckon we can get a draw. I don't think we'll win, but I think maybe as high as two all. I think it'll be a high scoring match, but okay. um, I don't think we can beat them. And I don't, I don't, I don't I, again, but I think we can get a draw. Okay, thanks for that. Well, um, we're going to go and give our predictions in a in a second, but I actually want to take okay. a break to do the news in brief first. After we do that as well, we're going to come back and, and just go through a few things about you on a, on a personal level, and then go on to sure. review the scum game. So, um, yeah, we'll just take a quick quick break for news in brief, and uh, we'll be back shortly. This is Palace News in Brief. Crystal Palace and Croydon Police have joined forces once again to raise money for the Help for Heroes charity, which could see one lucky winner spend the day at the training ground. Borough Commander and Palace fan Adrian Roberts will be taking on the Pennine Run on the 17th of June with four of his colleagues to raise money for the charity. The Pennine Run will consist of ten marathons in ten days, a feat which Roberts is very much relishing. For anyone wishing to donate or even bid in advance for the auction items, which end on May the 6th, and please log on to www.penineruneh4h.org and help our soldiers who serve our country. Over to you, Ben! Club will soon be launching a brand new book, Crystal Palace, The Complete Record. You can pre-order your copy and get your name included in the Roll of Honour inside the book, which gives you the chance to read all you need to know about your club. All supporters who sign up for the Roll of Honour will be invited to the official book launch, where they'll have the opportunity to meet players past and present. This premium hardback volume is the ultimate companion for fans young and... 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sold. The content will include all of the up-to-date statistics from 1905 to the current season. The book is an updated version of the 1990 book of the same name. The book's written by lifelong fan Ian King and contains over 500 pages of club insight. We need to order before the 15th of June 2011 to get your name on the Roll of Honor. For more information on this brand new publication, just go to www.cbpublishing.co.uk. Over to you, Matt. Time is running out to get your hands on the player shirts from the Barnsley game in aid of the Jeff Thomas Foundation, teaming up with Leukemia and Lymphoma Research. The club got fully behind ex-captain Jeff Thomas on Family Day when Palace fans donated more than £3,000 to charity, and the club will now give the money raised from the sales of the shirts to the LLR. Club sponsors GAC kindly donated the prime space on front of the player shirts to the LLR for the day, so these shirts really are unique. To make a bid on the Crystal Palace shirt, visit the official website to find links to each of the shirts on eBay. Over to you, Aaron. The club shop have started a trial run of selling a selection of merchandises in the red and blue bar before the game, during the first half and half time. This was available at the Scunthorpe game and will begin with a visit of Leeds United. In addition, the shop is also now stocking cheerleaders outfits, although stock is limited. Those outfits are priced at £37 per set and are available in assorted sizes of 8, 10, 12 and 14. So this is an open invitation to all palace perverts <laughs> to get down to a club shop and purchase an outfit for a loved one. Themselves or a young lady <laughs> they have recently <laughs> Over to you, Chris. Thanks very much, Aaron. Kieran Gillelli's loan to Chesterfield has been extended through until the end of the season. He has made ten appearances and scored one goal since his move to the V2Net Stadium. Adam Barrett's loan to Leighton Orient has been extended through until May the 7th. Since the loan began on the 12th of March, he's made nine appearances for the O's uh, after making nine appearances for Palace so far this season. Matt Parsons will also remain at Barnet through to the end of the campaign. That was Palace News in Brief. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Okay, things are pretty manic behind the scenes today, but we'll, uh, we'll try and pick it up. Just before we left you there, we were about to go into some predictions for the Leeds game, so I'm just going to go through. we got a prediction from Elliot already, and that was 2-2. Uh, Mark, what's your prediction for the scoreline? 1-1. Uh, 1-1. One, one. One, Aaron? He's Nick mine, damn it. I'm going to go 2-1. You can't... Oh, well, fair enough. Ben? <laughs> Obviously, by the Scunthorpe game, we've had quite a good run at home. But with the Leeds fans there, obviously, it's about 6,000 of them. I think it's going to be very, very tough. Um, so I'm going to go nil-nil. Mm, Matt? Well, if Barry Bannon plays, I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. 
<laughs> and Albert from Loftus Road, what's your opinion there? Uh, if no one's had 2-1 Palace, then I will reluctantly mm. go for that. You've got 2-1 Palace. I'm going to go 1-0 Palace. I think that's going to be the game where we nick an undeserved win. As we always do, and then the pressure will be off, and then something will go horribly wrong again. Okay, fantastic stuff. Cheers, guys. Um, the next thing we're going to do, just before we go to the Scunthorpe preview, and that Scunthorpe preview does have the diary in it with all the interviews from all the lovely whole users who you either are or will want to hear. Um, so, yeah, do keep tuned for that. But uh, we're going to talk to Elliot just a little bit about himself and uh, you know, the history of. Hi! <laughs> um, so, first. Well first excited. He's. <laughs> It's exactly the kind of enthusiasm Giddy. we need. Why aren't you I am enthusiastic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Okay, listen, mate. Um, as, you know, just a brief summary, really, of what your what your life in Leeds is like as a Palace fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'm not the only one uh, in Leeds. Uh, I've met two, two or three other Palace fans, actually. Uh, in the centre of Leeds, there's like a sports bar. And um, whenever sort of Palace are on TV, I tend to go down there and, uh, and watch it because they've got about 500 screens around the side. Uh, and they normally got Palace on the, this pokey little screen, which is about five inches in the corner uh, by the toilets. But mm. um, you normally you stand there and watch it, and there's normally some other uh, Palace fans that uh, come come down. And there's a guy that is um, he's also on the whole. Um, I can't remember his name. That's really really embarrassing. But uh, he, he's a bit of a legend, so uh, I spoke to him. Um, but yeah, me, uh, my girlfriend's obviously a Leeds fan. Uh, all of her family are Leeds fans, um, so I get I get the uh, the Mickey taken out of me on a regular basis. Uh, my best mate's a Leeds fan. Uh, my other best mate's a Brighton fan. Which uh, oh, oh gosh, I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, and uh, and well, where, where I work, both of my bosses are Leeds fans, and every time I go into their office. I've got to see this bloody signed, framed Leeds shirt on the wall. <laughs> so I keep threatening to burn it, but they won't let me. It's only a matter of time. They they push you the wrong way, and that's it. Um, I know, yeah. I know, I know. And obviously, I've got a uh, got a baby on the way. Uh, he's due on May the 29th. Congratulations. So, um, thank you very much. So, uh, obviously, I'm going to be doing my... My very doggy, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be doing my very best to uh, make sure he's a palace fan. But I, 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 with complete honesty, um, obviously living in Leeds, it's it's very hard to ensure that they don't sort of get caught up with their Leeds mates. But you know, yeah. I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, ben. ben, your question next, buddy. Mm, yeah, you've been a member on the whole for nine years. So can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen and experienced over that long period of time? Yeah, <laughs> I have. It's been a bit of a long time, bloody hell. Um, we, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I suppose the main thing that I've done is I, I sorted out a few of us going on Sock IM uh, back in 2005, I think it was. It was that day on New Year's Day when we played Fulham in the Premiership. And, um, yeah, basically, uh, there was myself, there was uh, Perry Sutton as well, uh, there was Beg, uh, Special Beg, uh, J- JT, <laughs> Uh, Ricky, there was Pikester, uh, Danger, and uh, and Jesus himself, Superfly. So um, we all got we all got picked up by uh, by various limos uh, from around the uh, south. <laughs> Most of us were staying at, at the Albion actually when uh, when Bedge was owned it, and um, we got got a lift up to uh, to the studios. Um, I had a bit of a day there. We were all completely hungover because it was New Year's Day. And um, I was ill as well, so that that, that helped. 
and um, yeah, did the old uh, We Are The Champions League where you kick kick the ball through the hole. And obviously, yeah. if, you see, if you've seen the video, we got none. We were rubbish. Yeah, it's one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen associated with oh, Paris. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were dire. <laughs> so, uh, but all in all, it was a re- really, really good day. Uh, I think I actually remember um, well, we got because we had to leave pretty quickly after the show because um, mm, they gave us transport to Craven Cottage, and um, um, we got we got a limo to the ground. And as we got out, uh, Danger got out the the, the car, and somebody obviously recognised us from being on the show. It was a Palace fan. And he yeah. just got right in his face and started having to cover him. And he just <laughs> stood there with a look of complete confusion going, oh. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Oh, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the sort of personnel on, on Hole have changed. A few of those, quite a couple of those names are still around, obviously, but people do do get lives and things and, uh, yes, and do believe us. But, uh, some fair. I mean, I've never, I've never been selfish and gone and got a life. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, that's it. You've got to get a flounce in as well. I still haven't. Oh, eventually, eventually. Well, one every couple of years, I say. Yeah, I think uh-huh. so. All right, uh, Aaron, your question next, mate. Yeah, Ella, um, what what is your favourite palace memory? Oh God, uh, personally for me. It was uh, my first ever Palace match that my dad took me to, because obviously I'm not from London. I'm from a uh, little, little town in the Midlands called Leamington Spa. So um, and my dad uh, took me to the uh, playoff final in 1997 with, uh, with David Hopkins looking to curl one. So uh, that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, as but I, I think the, uh, the, the premiership run that we had in 2003-2004... That that has to be fantastic. I mean, going up to Rotherham on a Tuesday night and watching Neil Shipperley arse the ball into the net in the 87th minute—that <laughs> was pretty good. And that's a big arse. It is. <laughs> it's, it's huge. <laughs> Too big for the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mate. That's brilliant. And the last yeah. last little question in our, our mini interview with you is is from Matt. Off you go, Matt. Yeah, mate. Uh, what's your current Palace thoughts? Current Palace thoughts? I think uh, we, we made definitely the right decision. Actually, I was one of the few people at the time that questioned it, getting rid of Burley. But now, I've just, I don't know why I ever questioned it. Dougie Friedman's been an absolute inspiration. I know we're still fourth bottom, but he's, he's brilliant. The players obviously love him. Every, all the fans love him. He's brilliant. Uh, Steve Parrish, once again, he's completely the right man to take us forward. The man is just an absolute legend. Uh, everything's really positive. Um, I mean, despite last week's, uh, not last week, on Saturday's loss against Scunthorpe, which I was a bit annoyed about, but weren't we all? Yeah. Uh, um, I think we can stay up. Um, I think we'll beat Doncaster. I think we'll nick, nick a point against Leeds. And uh, and I think we can beat Forest as well. Um, I'm not sure about Hull, but uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I'm really positive about everything at the moment. If we can stay up, I think, you know, we've got a good chance for next season. Okay. That's listen, Elliot. That's brilliant. I mean, you've been you've been absolutely excellent today. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. No and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you back sometime as well. We'll uh, we'll get in touch Look with you after the show because we're always always on the lookout for more more people for the rotation. Mainly so we <laughs> can get rid of Mark. But um, yeah, yeah, and no, I can see that. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> was unnecessary for me to pick him out there. But listen, thank you so much <laughs> for that, mate. And. Um, well, uh, listen, we'll let you go now. Uh, we've got Scunthorpe yep. stuff to move on to. But um, like I say, do keep in touch, mate, and it'd be great to catch up with you again soon. 
So thanks yes, a lot. Yes, thanks for coming. Take care. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> Cheers. Bye now. Right. Okay. Excellent stuff. Uh, thank you very much to Elliot there. Um, we won't need him next season if we're not playing Leeds, will we? <laughs> no, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. He might deal with me, but uh, he won't be back on. Mark, I'm genuinely sorry about that. I didn't mean to pick on you. I should have picked on Aaron, as I normally do. I don't know what came over me. Um, I've got a... I've got a sort of uh, go over now to, to find out from Albert what the current situation is at uh, the cauldron of noise that is Loftus Road Albert are you there? yeah all there uh, uh, latest situation Clunes has moved out of the way I think he's, he's got the up because it's 0-0 <laughs> so I think he's done one um, yeah. Yeah, Phil, I just noticed Phil Collins is down the row another <laughs> famous QPR fan I'm in with the A-list. I'm in with the A-list tonight. Well, you would be, yeah. How's the light off of Collins' head? How's that going? I haven't looked directly at it. No, they say don't. It's like an eclipse. You can't look directly at his head. The cures Robert Smith is is next to him. He's maximised his fringe to cut out the (laughs) mouths off his little shiny (laughs) head. And uh, anything Uh, good on the pitch? Ah, Sean Derry's sideways passing is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, and, uh, it's still nil. Can you still see nil, nil. Still, still nil. Can you see the deadlock being broken? Sure. If someone scores a bloody goal, yeah. Thanks <laughs> 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 so much. I do know what we need to do every single uh, game. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks very much. You wanna, you wanna get get out of there now. Right. There's no point staying. Come back to us. Yeah, we'll, I'll uh, get the bus. We'll see you. Yeah, get a, yeah. See you in a little bit. Bye. Noise. That's fantastic. Uh, okay, listen, we've got plenty of emails and things to get through, but without further ado, we're going to play you the uh, Scunthorpe Diary to start off our review. We dropped the montage because you all know the moments that happened, really, and, and those of you that are, I'm sorry, but we're going to run out of time. So we've got about a good 12 minutes you're going to hear from whole people, and uh, and away we go. It's the whole radio diary. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the White Horse. This is your host, Chris Hambling. I'm going to interview a few random whole people and a whole person's son as well. Looking very, uh, very dapper today. I'm going to, uh, first, well, we're basically going to talk about our thoughts uh, pre-game at Scunthorpe. Obviously, we were, uh, we're all very keen on getting the win. I'm going to go and speak to uh, Stuart Eagle first and get his thoughts on the game. Stuart, um, how do you see the game going? I'm feeling confident today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll go for the win. Uh, what's your score prediction? I'm going for a 3-1. 3-1. And uh, who do you think will be getting our goals? Boom. Yeah. Banzi get one and I reckon Ambrose will come up with a good survey. Yeah, see, so if that's right, we'll get we'll tap in for the lottery numbers later on as well. <laughs> and uh, Mark's with us surprisingly, but with us being in a pub. Um, and uh, see he's run his accumulators today as well, so not sticking to his stereotype at all. Mark, what's your thoughts for the game? Uh like sure, I'm pretty confident. Uh, I fancy us to uh win two goals to nothing and uh I think Vaughan will get on the score sheet today and um It'll come off uh, somebody else's backside, hopefully, for the other goal. <laughs> I don't care who. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, plenty of optimism so far. Let's hope it doesn't pan out like it did with the Ipswich game. But we're all crying afterwards. We've also joined by Nick Gussett. Now, Nick, you know, you would have all heard Nick speak. Hopefully he's going to be polite today because he's got his young son with him. Nick, what do you think about the game? 
velvet curtains. <laughs> no, um, it's a really, really important game today. I was looking at the league table. If we lose, we're buggered. If we win, we're away. We're away. It's all on the Preston Sheffield United game as well. But I'd really like to get revenge for the poor one last year. Yeah, that was pretty sickening. Okay, our final interviewee for this little clip is going to be Nick's boy. Now he's trying to run away. Is, uh, is his name Will? He's got Will on the back of his shirt. Will? 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 What's the score? What's the score? Say what the score is. Score, 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 score. He's running. Say score. Say score. Five nil. Will. Five nil. Will's now hiding behind Nick, which is. Uh, can you tell me the score? Okay. Five nil. <laughs> That's the stuff. Five nil. Let's hope Will's right. Thank you very much, Will. Thanks everyone, and we'll catch up with you in a bit. We're going to talk to Ali. Now, Ali is known as Forest Hillbilly. I can't even speak. Forest? Forest Hillbilly! And uh, I'm just going to ask Ali to tell me what his thoughts are ahead of the game. Ali! Well, most people call me Forest Hillbilly uh, on account of my uh, muscular physique. My thoughts for the game are a point would be excellent, but I reckon we'll get all three. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, what do you think the score will be? 2-1 Palace. There you go. Further optimism and, you know, a reluctant interviewee, but I think he did very well in the end. Uh, that's great. We'll catch up with you in a bit. Cheers. Bye. Hi, welcome back. Just one last little thing before we move on to our next interviewee. I think, uh, I think Ali's got a message for Kenny Lunt regarding something. Hello, Kenny. Where's my 15 quid, you slag? <laughs> I think that's fair. That's quite restrained, in fact. Okay, joining us next is Hawley Eagle. Hello, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. Good stuff. Right, what we're going to do is going to ask him... Well, Ali, careful. We're going <laughs> to ask him what his thoughts are ahead of the game and uh, how he sees it going. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, scum from not doing very well. I think we're going to have the edge on them today. I think we're, we need the three points. I think if we do that, I think we're pretty safe. Okay, that's great. And what do you think the score will be? I'll be a tie. It'll be just one nil to us. I think that's probably a good call myself. Okay, thanks very much for that, and we'll catch up with you in a bit. Okay, welcome back. We've got a couple more people to interview now. You'll be familiar with them. Aston was interviewed last week. Freeman won legend. What's your thoughts out of the game, Aston? I think we'll get fresh today. He <laughs> thinks we'll get fresh today. It's 5-0 last week, fresh this week. Are you serious? Right, what score have I got? Because everyone else had my score last week. I've forgotten. You can pick whatever score you like. All right, it's going to be 3-0 today to Palace. I don't think anyone had that as well. Good, good prediction. Good student. Anything else you want to say? Uh, apart from the fact that I'm a little bit nervous about today, as well as the London Marathon tomorrow. But, uh, I was going to bring up the London Marathon. You're, uh, you're looking after yourself health-wise. Uh, nice mineral water in your hand, yes? Yeah, with, with plenty of yeast and... Uh, <laughs> oh, there is yeast and hops in that. That's quite right, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, sure you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're no cramp or anything. And finally, we have, we have Spikey Matt with us. What? Oh, well, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Spikey Matt, sorry, mate. Just want to add Forget him. I said that. Just want to add in one second. Thank you to Jermaine Easter for sponsoring me on the, uh, on the London Marathon. What a top lad. How much did he sponsor you? 30 quid, but he didn't have to do anything. And the modern day footballers die in these days, but Jermaine needs to put it right back for me. No, he did very well. I think he's got more money than that myself, but you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna, not gonna cast any aspersions. And finally, Spiky Matt, he's looking nervous, he's ahead of the game, he's, he's saying he's fine. I'm not sure. What do you think, mate? Uh, no, I'm confident today, but when I'm confident, we normally lose, so, um, I don't know, I'll go for 3 1 today. Uh, 
I think Scunthorpe will be up for it as well, but I think we've got a lot better squad than them. And I think Tuesday night against Leicester, we turn the corner, so we'll see. Okay, that's good stuff. And you also, you do like to have uh, chats with Alan Eagle about tactics, I've noticed. What, what tactics do you feel today? <laughs> tactics today, I, fa- I fancy we'll go 4 4 so long as we press them from the front and we close them down, no time on the ball, which we haven't done a lot this season. But we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think, I think we're better than them. I think we're better than them. Oh, I agree. That's great stuff. Thanks a lot, Matt. Cheers. Okay, welcome back. We've got one more interviewee for you. It's Kells Bells. I'm just going to ask Kel- Kells, <laughs> her, she, a woman, what, <laughs> what, what she, <laughs> just going to ask what she thinks about the game and uh, and whether she likes whether she likes little kittens and things. <laughs> she hates cats. You heard it here first. Okay, what's your thoughts ahead of the game? Um, I'm pretty positive. I reckon we're going to do well. I have to say that. I have to touch wood at the same time because yeah. I'm really superstitious. I've got that. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I've been drinking. It's fine. Okay, and uh, she's got a little crowd here now. We're disrupting things, so I'm going to get angry. But we'll uh, we'll try and get. Really, yeah, you, you will be sorry. Yeah. Me, <laughs> okay, and what's, what do you reckon the uh, score is going to be? Two one. So one conservative, but probably accurate, I'd say. I, so. okay. I really hope so. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much for your uh, interview. Okay, welcome back. We've got one interviewee further here. You're, you might know him as CPFC Deboy. 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 You know, it's all right. But he's also known as Dave. He's vaguely coherent, I think, at the moment. So we'll try and get something out of him. What's your uh, What's your thoughts ahead of the Scunthorpe game? Oh, I can see it being two-one. Dan's first goal. Two-one. Dan's first goal. Do you think uh, Do you think we'll struggle, or do you think we'll dominate the game? I think we'll take an early lead. Up, get picked back and Scunthorpe to nick a goal just before half time and us to nick the winner in about 70th minute I think that's quite a precise uh, estimate of the game from someone so drunk congratulations Dave Okay, you join us here with a very special guest. It's Guji Mad Dog. He's standing here with me with his his house vodka and coke. It's regulation. He's known for it. And he's going to give you some, I say thoughts, he's going to give you some words on the game. How do you see the Scunthorpe game going? Well, even though they had a fluky result in the midweek, I think we are better than them. And let's face it, they're shit. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's more than likely fair. And what do you reckon the score will be? 2-0 to us. There you go. You heard it here first. Scunthorpe are shit and it will be 2-0 to Palace. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the beer garden of the White Horse. Um, Ben's finally turned up. Hi, Ben. How do you see the game going? Hello, Chris. Yeah, just turned up here at the White Horse. Another nice day like we had in Ipswich. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, if we score early, I think we'll smash them about 3 or 4-0. I'm going to go 3-1, though. In fact, 3-1. Will, think, we be, will we be hanging out the back of them? I think we will be hanging out the back of them, yes. I think because they've, they've got a good result against QPR last week, I think they'll be on a high, and I think we need to bring them back down to earth and beat them today. Yeah, see, very aggressive from Ben. Where's my pint? You You'll get your pint in a bit, Hambo. Yeah, well, I only got, I only got a little while till I have to go to the ground. Okay, uh, Mike's here as well. Mike talked to us last week, and I basically just shouted at him a lot. Mike! <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm feeling comfortable with a 3-0. I think it might take a while for the first goal, but once one comes, we're going to get a few, and it'll be a good result in the end, I feel. What, what a sensible comment. And uh, 
I'll tell you what. what? Do you know what? I think I better end the interview there. Things are starting to get a little racy here this evening. Uh, this evening, this afternoon. Anyway, better call it quits. Hi, Chris. Uh, it's TJ61 off of the Homestale. Uh, I'm here in the, uh, the lovely garden of the White Horse Pub having a few beers before mm. the Scunny game. Um, next Wednesday, I'm looking forward to starting the Eagles Fit Fans course uh, on uh, Wednesday uh, evening over at the uh, Mecca that is Selhurst Park. Can I ask you why you need to go on that? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I qualified for all three counts. A, I'm over 40. B, I'm a male. And C, I'm a fat. B-A-S-T-A-R-D. Thank you for that, Mark. Always, <laughs> always good to hear your your moral and, and vocal support. Uh, yeah, so I'm starting that next Wednesday. Looking forward to uh, a ten-week course to try and slim down my horribly fat frame. Looking forward to today's game. Can't see us cle- keeping a clean sheet, but confident of a two-one victory. Okay, that's great. And also, if there's any other fat old people out there, do go down to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> do you go, do you go, I'm not old, Chris. I'm not that old. I'm He's old. not old. Yeah, to be fair, he looks younger than I do, and I'm 30. Hi, welcome back. Uh, Walshy is going to talk to us now. She doesn't really see the point of it, but here we go. Uh, what do you think about the game? Well, we all know what happened at the game, so there's no really any point of view, so... Yeah. See, she's thinking rather metaphysical in, in some ways. In the, obviously, the game will be over when you hear this, so there's probably no point predicting it. Is that, is that what you reckon? Exactly what I reckon, yeah. You see, I think that's very useful, and we'll definitely be playing that in the show. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's half time, it's 1 0 to Scunthorpe, and uh, Mikey, get the swear machine bleep thing ready, because the referee is a fucking cunt. Well, it's, it's full time, it's a 2 1 defeat, <laughs> absolutely awful, awful stuff from the ref. And really, uh, well, you know, unless I find some, uh, some other dejected Homesdale people, that's probably the end of it. And, uh, well, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about after this finishes. Hello? Hello, Jamie. Sorry, we're, we've just gone on air at the exact time you picked that phone up. Hello, mate. It's Chris. Hello, Al- Al- son. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Oh, dear. It's all a bit bugger. Oh, every time. <laughs> Luckily, we're past nine o'clock, Al- Albert. I- I just, I knew it was a mistake getting you on. Anyway. Um, Get on it! <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, we've called hey, you listen, just... That oh, wasn't oh. me, that was just a pseudonym. That, that's true. That is true. Now, look. Um, Hello, Chris. How are you, Mel? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm good. Good, mate. Now, listen, we've just finished the Scumthorpe Diary, where uh, many of the people you were drinking with uh, gave their interviews. Uh, we haven't they, yet talked about the game itself, but... Uh, I think right, okay. the first place we're going to start is on that refereeing display. Now, there's been some debate on the boards, shall we say? Really? Uh, yeah. Now, what I want is your right, expert okay. opinion on how the officials handled that game. And I specifically want oh. you to, to, to go into whether you felt they were in control of that match. 
Oh, that's a leading question. Yeah, isn't it? Um, <laughs> let's just say that I think it was very borderline whether he was in control, as you uh, so quaintly put it. Mm. Um, apart from, in my opinion, two decisions, yeah. I actually don't think he did a bad job mm. because he didn't actually get a lot of things wrong. I, uh, yeah. I, I think it was a lot more to do with the players themselves. Um, there wasn't a lot of um, arguing histronics yeah. and play acting towards the ref. Yeah, you, I, I, you understand I, I what I'm that. saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, well, I mean, I suppose what I was getting at is where you can um, you can say certainly a lot of the key decisions. It's probably fair to say he did get some of those correctly. Correct. You know, I think the two sending offs were correct, even though I think perhaps Garner yep. could have gone earlier. He got those correct. Uh, you know, well, yeah. There was a there was potentially uh, some inconsistency, but what I felt is when you when you look at the game, how that game ended up. You look at it with uh, you ended up with eight minutes of injury time. You ended up with a fair few injuries, uh, and you ended up with two players sent off and some you know plenty of bookings. That's really where I get what I'm saying from about whether he, you know, take time wasting as an example. I mean, everyone knows that time wasting oh, is part. Of yeah, big time. It goes on, but I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give I'll give him his due, uh, especially in the second half when they went two 0 up. That mm. the uh, time wasting was so obvious, but but he made a point of raising his left arm up where his watch was and pointing to it and not mm. uh, starting the watch, which is where we ended up with eight minutes of uh, injury time in the yeah. second half compared yeah. to the, the two minutes in the first half. Yeah, it just yeah, it gets frustrating, doesn't it? I mean, obviously, oh, you know, yeah, fans are biased, and they do, and they, you know, obviously... You know, you're seeing it perhaps in a bit more of a fair way than the most supporters. So we have to understand that there's always going to be the fans taking it over the top. But I felt personally oh, yeah, that he should, have got, he should have got a handle on that time wasting early because it started at the, at the beginning of the second half. And I think I think it's uh, in yeah. some ways you want you want a referee to let things run and to get the game flowing. But you don't. What you don't yes. want is to end up in a situation that we ended up in, which was he could have added another ten minutes on to the eight minutes. You know, if he'd been fair. Uh, so. Well, yes, and in saying that, um, re the uh, Man United, uh, the Manchester derby in the um, semi-final late, later kickoff at Wembley, mm. where. I know. Uh, and also the Arsenal top, uh, Arsenal Liverpool game, mm. where you especially that game where you had all that extra time. Um, still, the, there was eight minutes. Up. Yeah, there was eight eight minutes indicated, which of course people have to remember it's a minimum, not yep. a maximum. And and as you just rightly said yourself, the goal was finally scored in the twelfth minute of yeah. added time on. 
So yes, I, I fully I fully agree and fully understand what you're saying. Um, how referees in today's day and age um, apply the time wasting situ- uh, situation? <clears throat> can't really see it, because unless you unless you crack down on it from from the word go, which of course it, ne- it yeah. never happens in the first forty five minutes. Um, I'm not sure that there is a, any decent way of doing it because you're either yeah. going to because obviously if the home side goes ahead, then they're going to shut up shop, which we yeah, we yeah. have seen so many times. Yeah, and we've and done of course, it ourselves. If you're yeah. an away side, absolutely. And of course, if you're the away side, you know what are you going to do. Mm. Nothing you are going to shut up shop. You know, right, I can't say that there is a fair way. Okay, mate. Nice one. Listen, uh, Ben and Aaron have got some couple of quick questions for you, then we're going to have to react Oh, by to all means. Hi, guys. So, so, Ben, you go first, Ben. Hello. Yeah, one well, of the big things it? that could have completely changed the game. Ben, hello. Hello, Ben. Hello. One of the big things that could have changed the game, in my opinion, is that Vaughan chance when he nicked it off the goalkeeper. Um, within the rules, is that is that allowed? Should that have counted? Right. Um, <clears throat> being very pedantic, there are no rules to football. There are laws. That's my pedantic and anorak bit over with. As a fan and as a supporter, yes, I agree entirely what you say. Not really is is the answer to your question. Um, it has been done before, and it's been well documented. But the way that the laws have been applied in the last mm, five, five to seven years, because of the way FIFA has now acted, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with the um, British stroke European game, it is now leaning towards the African stroke Asian game. So therefore, the emphasis is on the way they play their football, not the way we have done for God knows how long. Uh, I know that sounds a bit around about the way, but what I'm saying is, yes, how we used to play it, it would have been okay. How we now play it is not okay. Okay. And I think um, I think Aaron's uh, going to ask you the last question before we have to move on. Aaron, away you go. Okay, yeah, hi Aaron. Hi, hi Jamie, just a final one. And that damn dog died again, I'll make this quick. Um, based on the referee's performance Saturday, which a lot of people would agree is wasn't particularly good, do you think referees deserve the respect based on their games, or should they really have to earn it instead of be given it? Um, <laughs> that, was a sne- that was a sneaky laugh. It was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I must admit, no, I, I must admit, guys, I actually, too, I, I, I'm with you on this one. No, I think they have to earn it. Yes. What we have seen of, oh, in the last God knows how many years, ever since Sky got its greedy little hands on, on our football, um, it, that's never going to happen. And I'm sorry yeah. to say that. Uh, because money talks end of, and I am so sad I've got to say that. What I will say is, 
if if I was refereeing again, it would never happen. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. Okay, Jamie, listen, thanks once again for your time. Um, we always seem to call you when there's something to complain about with referees, but I think you've been very fair. <laughs> um, you know, you feel nice free. You. Yeah, at, least, at, at least I will yeah, stand up good. and be counted. Yeah. Anyway, it was Cheers, nice guys. To see you. Have a great time and catch you soon. Yeah, oh, and by the way, three, three more points on Friday, please, would go nicely. <laughs> it would be very, very nice, wouldn't it? Okay, cheers, buddy. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Ta-ra, Chris. <laughs> Bye now. Right. Okay. Um, right. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much to Jamie for doing that for us. And uh, okay, we're just going to round you off with uh, a few very quick opinions on Scunthorpe uh, from the lads, and then we're going to go to all your your, te- your text, emails, and various posts in the message board. Hopefully, we'll be done in around eight minutes, so you can uh, free yourself from from our clutches. Uh, clutches? Is that the right word? Probably not. Okay, guys. Well, listen, I'm going to go to you first, Aaron, very, very quickly. Obviously, you were at the game. Uh, uh, I saw you once again in your same position, waving your hands like a loony. Did you enjoy the game uh, as an experience? And, you know, how, how do you feel now with, with the dust settled in terms of the result? Um, yes, I Aaron? was. No, your, mic, your mic is still on mute, Aaron. Yeah. There. Well done. Um, I'm going to go to, uh, <laughs> to Mark instead. Mark. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Uh, Not sure what's happened there. I think we're back on. Hello. Um, Mark, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Shit on oh, it! Are you there? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Hello? <laughs> Is anyone there? Oh, yeah, I'm dear. here. What fun. Hello. This is Mark. Ah, now I heard a voice. We might be back. Uh, okay, right. I'm just going to get on with things. Listen, we're just going to move ahead and get on with the emails because something technically has gone very, very wrong and I think we've lost Ben and Matt at the very, very least. So, onwards and upwards is probably probably good in the end. Uh, we'll leave Scunthorpe where it is. Obviously, disappointing result and I would very, very much... Uh, hope we could respond against Doncaster. So going into the emails, I have read out uh, Collier Eagles' um, email earlier on, so we'll move on to the fun questions we got from Lewisham Eagle. Now, he's first of which wish, wished us very good luck with the show from Spain. Well, the good luck was holding until a moment ago. And his question is, it's been rumoured that a certain whole radio host looks like Pete Griffin from Family Guy. So I was wondering what you could say... that. Would you say the other's closest resemblance to a cartoon character would be? Well, uh, I mean, what a question, really. And, uh, I mean, Aaron, have you ever been accused of looking like a cartoon character? No, I don't think so. Maybe Dennis the Menace of Spike. Yeah, if you had the jumper, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a bit of a strange question. Having having met all of the others, apart from probably apart from Matt Packham, who we can't get hold of anyway... Oh, no, he might be back now. Anyway, but um, right. but I, I don't really see no any resemblance, but my resemblance to Peter Griffin, so it's not deniable. I, I do look like Peter Griffin, and I, he is something of a hero of mine as well. So, you know, we'll leave that question there, and, uh, and thank Lewis Eagle for doing that. Now, Ben, I've started reading your, your email out because you disappeared. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, felt, I don't know what happened there. Where, how far have we got? Sorry. I don't know. I felt very rejected. Um... <laughs> 
I think you've got the last part of Lewisham's email, which is a key question I think that everyone's been wanting to ask for some time. And it says, it's the bit where it starts from also, if you want to read that out. Mm. Yeah, what character would give the biggest test to our own beastie Claude in a fight? So, essentially what he's asking, um, you know, just to clarify for people, is which cartoon character would be the biggest test to Claude Davis? I think, if anyone can answer that, it's going to be Albert. Ooh, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Bucky O'Hare. Oh, <laughs> Bucky O'Hare. Do you remember that kid? Uh, no, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, his rank, he earned that I rank. I don't want to do him a disservice. No, you know, listen, if you become a captain, it doesn't matter if you're a hare or, or any kind of a space rabbit, you know. Claude is, Claude is a general. You know, as a, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the pitch. I don't know how that works with an intergalactic rabbit-based captain. I don't know how that works on the uh, I think, I think authority you scale. <laughs> We're going to have to do some research into this. Listen, sorry, Lewis Amigo, we you know we don't have the information. We've not done the correct research on intergalactic rabbit ranking systems. Um, we will get back to you next week on that one. Aaron, it is your email next. Are you prepared to read it? I am, I am indeed. Uh, this yeah, is from Mr. Gusset. Hi, lads. Are we doomed? I want a quick yes or no answer from everyone. I'm going to go through in order. Aaron? No. Mark? Not yet. <laughs> ben? <laughs> no. Tell you Saturday. No. Bertie? Oh, God. <laughs> heart, heart says no. Head says maybe. Mm. I, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go against my my statement earlier of yes or no. I'm gonna say all I'm gonna say is that I'm worried at the moment. But let's let's stay positive for now. Okay, Matt, are you able to see the email document and read us the next one? Yeah, I am indeed. Um, got a one on Twitter. Uh, it was a private message from Josh <laughs> the Face McCarthy. He's sits in. He's got a season ticket in Block B. He said, "Great show tonight, lads." One quick question. Um, going back to the, all the lead scores, he seems to think that mine was a shocker about Barry Bannon. Even though he's a Palace fan, he says Barry Bannon's a great player and he's my lookalike. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Excellent stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna read out your question that was on the email doc anyway, as well, because that was from who was that from? It doesn't say who it was from. I think it was on. I don't know. It just says time for Gavin Mann to make his debut against Donny. Bit of steel in midfield. Discuss. <laughs> um, I read someone say that they had spoken to Gavin Mann and that the main reason he was. Uh, that he was involved at the club was to to basically earn a, to try and earn a deal for next season, and it wasn't really he wasn't really looking at being played. So I don't don't really know what that was. Um, the person who sent that email was Tony Johnston. Thanks, Tony. Um, I don't know if we're going if whether we should be expecting to see Marn, but I mean from the past he was exactly the sort of player we need to to get hold of the ball in the midfield. But you know he hasn't played uh, competitive football for a year, so. So who knows, really? Who knows? Um, anyone else got any thoughts on Gavin Mann, or shall I move it on? Match fitness is definitely the, the one thing that we need to be looking at. We don't know if he's fit or not. We've heard he's been 
maybe playing a few games to the reserves, but I think, yeah, it's a bit too early for him to come into the first team right now. All right. Cheers, Ben. Thank you for that. And, uh, Albert, you wanted to make a quick mention of something? Yeah, I just wanted to say it's, I mean, I know the podcast is going out tomorrow night, which means my girlfriend will be listening to this on uh, Wednesday morning, and it'll be her birthday on Wednesday, so I just wanted to say happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to, from everyone else at Whole Radio, I'd also like to say happy birthday and well done on on handling that particular gentleman there. He must be fun. However, she is a United fan. Take it back, take it back, take it back, take it back. Yeah. Uh, Shit on it! You you did... Yeah, you've left that too. Mikey, honestly. Okay, brilliant stuff. Thank you, guys. Um, We've got more. I'm also down to read the next one. I can never know how to pronounce it. Kozowski, I think it is. Uh, Mike is his actual name, I believe, uh, off Homesdale. Um, And he's just... He's done it in the form of a dear Dougie. And it says, Dear Dougie, if you're listening tonight... Well, why wouldn't he be? It's been brilliant. Uh, if you're listening tonight, please play with width and high-pressing against Donny. There's a good lad, you know it makes sense. Uh, he also says Ambrose and Dan through the middle. Um, well, tactics-wise, our resident sort of uh, tactical expert is, I'd say, Mark, if I'm going to be pushed on it. How do you feel about that, Mark, playing with a bit more width and... Uh, and ha- oh, we rephrase that. Playing with a bit more width and, uh, and having... Dan's and Ambrose in the middle. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's crying out for it. I think um, you know we need some still in the middle, and uh, I don't think uh, KG and Kemi are providing that. Um, Dan's is more effective playing through the middle. Ambrose is more effective playing through the middle, and it would be nice to see. Well. Most of them are suspended <laughs> or uh, yeah. at clubs, but it's nice to see someone like Kadagan. Uh, we've got we've got um, you know uh, a striker who can head the ball apparently, and uh, you know a target man in Everson, but uh, he doesn't get any supply. And uh, it would be nice to see someone yeah. get to the byline and uh, put one over, and and uh, I'm sure Everson get on the end of it if he can make it into the box in time <laughs> but I mean <laughs> it's uh, uh, I think it's definitely worth worth um, we just play too narrow and, it, and it's very yeah. frustrating and uh, and I do think especially with Klein and Moxie when, when they do go forward and they do provide the width I think we do look dangerous and, and that was highlighted I think at Ipswich particularly yeah. And uh, we did get the flank down the flanks and and uh, and and cause some problems. But against Scunny, it was it was way too narrow. And uh, I agree yeah. with with that message. And I think that yeah. uh, if Doogie is listening, that you should take it on board. That's my <laughs> okay. Thanks very much, Mark. Very uh, <laughs> comprehensive. Much appreciated, mate. And uh, I think I went to the right person on that as well. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last email of the day, message of the day, was actually on the message board, posted by A Quick Game 2. And uh, Matt's going to read this out, that out for us. Yep, uh, he has to say, a uh, serious question to you guys. Leeds have a great away following and normally take thousands to each game. So with the economy as it is up north there, they have uh, ain't no money, so they say. How do the fans <laughs> bloody afford it? <laughs> now, what I would say, quick game, isn't it? As well, 
Yeah, I mean, he's not a man short of a few quid, or a helicopter, or a private in jet. Ninth bridge pad. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's probably it's sitting right in his ninth bridge pad with a butler waiting on him and a. And a butler? What club was he, eh? Do you know what I think? The, or not saying it's connected, but I think if you head up to Leeds, you can buy children in an outdoor market. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, moving swiftly on. Uh, I think we can probably end the show there. Um, we've we've overrun brilliantly, but I, I'm amazed we actually got it in without completely freaking out, and we had the one complete technical meltdown. But considering it was it was after we decided we were going to go off air anyway, it was uh, it's worked out quite well. So listen, next week uh, we've got um, we're hopefully going to have someone to interview. Not too sure who yet, but we should have, should have someone on. The uh, quiz with Palace Guard is returning. We've got uh, the competition where Nick Gussett rings up and tries to win a shirt and fails miserably. We're, we're going to do that one again. And uh, yeah, really, I mean, obviously, usually we'd like to end the show with a. Uh, with a nice little chat amongst everyone to say their goodbyes, but I'm not going to give them that chance. I'm just going to say thanks very much for listening. Catch the podcast if you can, and uh, and we'll speak next week. Bye. Shit on it! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.